1: Hey everybody, welcome to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. I'm Zach Brittle. I'm here with Laura Heck. Today we're talking about uh, really one of my favorite things, just as a guy who has an English degree, the idea that words matter and that sometimes the words as they might appear on paper can take on different meanings. So there's always content and there's always context. And we talk about one of my favorite concepts, which is uh, the boring neutral. Before we get started, I'll ask you again to follow us on Instagram at Marriage Therapy Radio. We are trying to build that up. And if you haven't done it already, it'd be a huge help. We're calling it Operation Blue Check. And I think right now there's actually still a giveaway uh, for those of you who are interested in helping. So go ahead and do that. And for now, this is a very cool conversation. Stick around.
0: I have to tell you something very exciting. Two things.
1: Okay, two things happened. Yes, go.
0: Number one, I signed up for a duathlon.
1: Right. That's a big deal. That's biking and running.
0: Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like my induction into what it is to be someone who lives in Bend, Oregon, which is like everybody does the outdoor sports and in ridiculous shape. I've never gone to a swimming pool where everybody has abs, not just one ab, one big ab, but I'm talking about all the abs. Yeah. Bend is just like ridiculously fit people. So I am going to drink the Kool-Aid. Yeah. Apparently the calorie free Kool-Aid and I'm going to do a duathlon. I'm really excited about it.
1: You know I what? I have a new train. follower actually on uh, Peloton. So I have no idea who they are, but their c- code name, is that what it's called? Screen name, I guess. Code it's like band yes. Oregon. It's like band Oregon. I'm like, okay, great. So I thought at oh. first I thought it was you. And I was like, did you get a Peloton? You didn't even tell me, but it's not you. No,
0: no, no. I, well, I wonder. So somebody in my, in my place and where I live, enjoys Zach Brittle and is following you.
1: Right. On. Okay. Um, uh,
0: number two, number two, number two. I started school. I had my first day of class yesterday. <laughs> okay. I was really pumped. I didn't. Okay. But here's what I learned. I didn't know that this was a thing. And this is sex therapy school. <clears throat> what we are doing in. Yeah. This is sex therapy school. And oh. I, it's, yes. So what, and I, it was fun because I had a guest guest instructor that I didn't realize was going to be an instructor. And you know what her job title is she, she's called a somatic sex therapist, which I didn't know what a somatic sex therapist was, but here's how she described it. She said, while you are a talk therapist and you talk through sex therapy with your clients, I am a hands-on Sex therapist, and and she said mm-hmm. hands on and hands in, and I was like, oh there is such a thing, and I just I was. I think they're called so OB-GYNs. Yeah. To Already have my mind blown. Mm, no, but you know what? It's interesting. She has a tie between giving birth and sex. There's like it's all kind of they connected. are related. I think a lot of it has to do with like. <laughs> They are, they are related. That's true. But <laughs> yeah. there is such a thing. And as I learn more, I'll continue to share with our audience members, but I just, I get really excited when I think I know what I like, I've kind of like reached the end of the internet when it comes to learning certain things or having my mind blown. It, it was blown yesterday. I'm really pumped to be learning from this instructor. I will not be a somatic sex therapist. Um, Cause I don't think I can walk that ethically, like legally the line between touching and non-touching my clients uh, and holding a license in marriage and family therapy. But I'm really excited to learn.
1: So wait a second. On your very first day of class and your very first program, you had a guest uh, lecturer.
0: She's a, no, she's not a, well, no, she's not a guest lecturer. She's a co co lecturer that I did okay. not know I was going to have. I thought I was just having one instructor, but I actually have two.
1: Okay. So it wasn't like your teacher was like, I'm, I'm phoning phoning it it in. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sick today.
0: Uh Uh-huh. I brought, I brought my friend. She's going to tell you everything about her profession that you're not going to actually have (laughs) as a profession. (laughs) And I I also started, here's another thing. I started a new book. Have you heard about, I think it's called fast girl. And what it's doing is it's bringing my two. I've already told you my two passions in one, the duathlon And then sex therapy. This book is the combination of the two. So it is about a famous Olympic runner who also was a call girl in Las Vegas. Have you heard this story? No, I know I'm pumped. It's called fast girl.
1: And it combines your two favorite things, which are duathlons and sex therapy. Yeah. But she's not a sex therapist.
0: Come on, Zach, follow (laughs) the lines, follow the lines.
1: Okay. All right. It's ther- therapeutic for her to write this book.
0: It, it is. And it's well-written so far. I'm listening to it and it's pretty interesting. I took the phone into the shower with me today and I didn't, I was like, I can get a lot done if I listen to all my books in the shower. Right on. All right.
1: Did What's you want in to in ask me about operation blue check?
0: <laughs> hmm. What's it's happening? going
1: good. It's going good. Okay. We almost have 200 people. I'm actually, and our people love us. They love us. Have you like,
0: posted anything? Have you posted another yeah. post? Okay. Yeah.
1: I thanked, I thanked our first hundred followers. So, okay. um, and then Thank I you. put something up new and then today, uh, by the time this comes out, it'll happened already, but today I'm going to, I'm going to put up a giveaway. I'm going to give it, have a <gasps> giveaway on Instagram. Is it a
0: book that you wrote just by <laughs> question?
1: I mean, is I do happen to have a stack of them to the right. Okay. Um, no, but hey, why not, man? I'm just gonna. I might have, have a new philosophy, which is I'm gonna throw stuff against the wall and see what sticks. I like it. Yeah.
0: You know that Zach and I are huge fans of getting support and that is why we have partnered with BetterHelp to put you in contact with licensed professional counselors in your area. Tap into the world's largest network of licensed, accredited and experienced counselors who can help you with a range of issues including depression, anxiety, trauma, grief, relationships and more. With BetterHelp's counselors, you get the same professionalism and quality that you would expect from an in-office counselor. With the ability to communicate when and how you want, whether it be messaging through the phone or video conferencing. The matching process is quick, but thorough. Look, I know that a lot of therapists are booked out and difficult to get into, but don't let that stop you from getting the support that you need. The cost is less than half of what Zach and I charge, which is kind of unheard of. And when you register with BetterHelp, you are supporting Marriage Therapy Radio. Go to trybetterhelp.com, M-T-R. So it's trybetterhelp.com forward slash M-T-R to Register with BetterHelp, T R Y B E T T E R Help H E L P dot com forward slash M T R, and you receive a special discount as a Marriage Therapy Radio listener. Here's here's something that I want to talk about today. Yes. Because it's, it struck me. I've actually had this happen two times in the last week. And I don't know if, if males uh, from your perspective, if you experience this, but I have had women who have women that I don't know. So I'm at the pool and I said, what's going on? How are you doing? And this is a gal that I'm befriending and trying to get to know. And, um, she kind of unloaded and her unloading was just mm. this big vent session about her husband. And I, I must've had some awful look on my face. Cause I wear my heart on my sleeve because she apologized after, uh, mm. uh she kind of like caught herself and she goes, Oh my gosh, I am so sorry. I just put you in the weirdest position. I, I just keep doing this to you. I feel like every time I see you, I'm just in a, a crummy mood. She says, I'm on one today. And I was like, Oh sister, I know what that feels like. Um, But, you know, it kind of dawned on me the other day that I, this is happening more and more often. And I wanted to talk to you and I wanted to talk to the listeners about how toxic it can be to find yourself in that headspace where you are venting a lot and you're talking Mm -hmm. about your partner and you might be throwing your partner under the bus. So that's kind of what I wanted to talk about. But I was kind of curious from your standpoint as a male, does that happen with like your male friends?
1: No, no, uh, not especially. I mean, if for me it happens kind of, I mean, it would never, almost never happen in the gym, right? If it is, it's a quick joke. Um, Mm -hmm. sometimes it might happen in like a, like a intimate setting. I mean, you know that me and my mutual friend or mutual friend sometimes have boat nights and we'll talk about our, right. And then there's a third guy. We talk about our wives and girlfriends and that, that can sometimes turn to a My husband called that wags (laughs) to event session. Mm Um, but no, I think, I think women definitely just have more, uh, more f- feel more freedom anyway, to trust other women in settings like that to kind of get me right. Kind of like you said, you're like, girl, me too. You know, like, I think they're, that right. there's not like a bro, me too, uh, experience mm-hmm. that I have too terribly often.
0: Mm. We, so when we do the Epic Wives experiment, um, one of the things that we talk about is how men tend to not have that type of companionship with other men and women on the other hand feel like they could get that support from just about anyone. Like you're sitting on the park bench, you turn to the woman Mm -hmm. that you don't know who's, you know, feeding a small kid out of a juice box. And you're like, girl, I'm having the worst day. And suddenly you have just entered into a non-paying therapeutic relationship with a stranger at the park bench and mm-hmm. you hold each other and you emotionally hold each other and you're there and you're supportive and you feel like I'm not alone in this world. And the the reason why we talk about it in the Epic Wives experiment is because that experience is very different for men. And that's kind of what I was gauging for you is I yeah. know that you have quality relationships, like deep friendships with your male counterparts and that you yeah. can go deep with them if you ever needed that emotional support. But I know that's not the case for all men. And, um, and having somebody to just kind of vent and open up to, cause I think that the reason why we do vent is to feel like you're not alone, to feel like you're not crazy, to feel like somebody else gets you. And personally, yeah. I think that's what's going on.
1: A hundred percent. I think that there's a there's a, there's a reasonable expectation that feeling alone can sort of foster that feeling, even if it's not real, like you can be together and also feel lonely. Like I think that's definitely true. And I do belong to a couple of more sort of tertiary men's communities. And that's just how I would describe them. And one of the centerpieces of even just the notion of belonging there is that isolation is a killer and isolation is a killer, especially for men. Men have this um, kind of pretty famous cliche around the idea of imposter syndrome. Like, like everybody else has it together except for me. So I better pretend I have it together when really you're in a room full of people who also feel exactly the same way. Like,
0: yeah,
1: like they look at me, maybe Zach, and they're like, Oh gosh, what a handsome, successful, smart, you know, great marriage guy, (laughs) you know, great head of hair, anything else. Um,
0: Beauty and tan.
1: meanwhile, I'm sitting there going, man, I don't have it together. And if they only knew, mm-hmm. and gosh, I, I, mm-hmm. I, don't have, where are my abs? I mean, I could never live in Bend and blah, blah, blah. Like I have the whole thing going on that just kind of is, um, you know, secretly the same as everybody else. So I appreciate that about how women sometimes can, can turn to this, you know, turn to somebody on the, I mean, I started playing soccer this week with a team I've never met before brand new team uh just that another friend of mine asked me to join and i got there early and he wasn't there (laughs) my Uh buddy so i was there and like i didn't know any of the other guys that i was about Mm -hmm. to go play soccer with and i just sat there i just sat i did not say one word (laughs) like i didn't say hi nice to meet you or hey how did you guys get together or what you know what's your name i just was like (sighs) You know, like
0: it's so he, we don't have those situations. I mean, we were put in situations like that as a kid, like my kids going to a new summer camp just about every week just so that I can work. Right. Like childcare, And he's in situations where he's the new kid all the time. But mm. I mean, think about it. How often are we put in situations as adults where we're the new person and we don't know yeah. anybody in the room? I mean, Not that's rare these days.
1: Yeah. That's mm. why I like therapy because everybody I'm the I'm the old person in the room Mm because it's my room and people are coming to see me. And so (laughs) I I get to be like, Hey, you get um, to
0: be the the, the host. I get to run the
1: rules. I do want to talk about a little bit of, I think what you're describing though. Um, Sometimes like, you know, where I do hear people rant is in my office, right? Of course, like people come in and they, their husband, wife might be right there and they're venting. Right. So a couple of episodes ago, maybe 30 or so, we talked about how conversations become problematic when you don't know who you're talking to or sorry, you don't know what you're talking about. You don't know why you're talking about it and you don't know who is talking to who. And so I've been saying this a lot to clients and Mm -hmm. I don't want to rehash that, but basically some of my clients have started to say, Hey, who are you talking to? Like who, who, who do you like what's happening here? Because, you know, again, you can be talking to somebody who's in a high stress situation. You can be talking to somebody who's still in work mode you know, could talk to them, say, who's in mom mode. And if you're not talking to sort of my functional adult partner that I love.
0: Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line.
1: Then Mm -hmm. you can, you, you, that conversation is going to go problematically, you know, especially if like, let's just say it's you and me talking right now and you've got holding like tugging, tugging, tugging on your, on your skirt or your shirt. And I'm like, Hey, I really need to ask Mm -hmm. you this really serious question. And I'm not respectful of the fact that you're like in mom mode. Maybe he's even like legit, like he's sick or something. You're going to be like Zach, chill. Like, hold on. Can't you see that this is and that? And then the conversation that that I'm trying to have about solving a problem isn't going to get Mm -hmm. solved because whatever. Okay, I think we had that
0: interaction, FYI, in over the last couple of weeks, where you're like, "Hey, were you ever going to respond to my email? Hey, (laughs) where? Like, can you please just answer the questions? Like, hey, and I, I like exactly what was going on. I'm like, hey." I'm in like head underwater mode and I'm going to come out and I'm going to take a big deep breath and then I'll be able to respond to you, but that's not going to happen for another two weeks. So, I mean, th- this I, is okay. Yes.
1: All right. Whatever. This is our perpetual problem. We're not going to air it out right now, but um, <laughs> let's just talk about um, where I was. Okay. Here's where I'm headed with this. Okay. So okay. let's say for example, that this couple is in the the conversation It's not going well. And one of them wants to check in and say, I want to make sure that, our two functional adults are talking to each other. Let's just say they want a level set. And this is the word that comes out of their mouth. Who are you talking to? Okay. W-H-O-A-R-E-Y-O-U-T-A-L-K-I-N-G-T-O. Who are you talking to? Here's the thing that I'm checking in with a lot in my office. And maybe you, maybe you do this at the pool, maybe you don't, but there's a big, big difference between who the fuck do you think you're talking to? (laughs) And wait a second. Who, hold on a second. Are you, who, let me just make sure that I'm here as a functional adult because I want to make sure that you're talking to me, the person you love and respect, right? That Mm -hmm. the words, who are you talking to? There's such a gigantic range between kind of saying that in a complainy, snarky, contemptuous way. And, Mm -hmm. uh, Hey, let's check in together about our mutual thing. And I think that range exists all the time. Mm. So I think you're going to be late to the party could be, Mm -hmm. well, I think you're going to be, you're just going to be late to the party versus, mm-hmm. hey, if you try to add that extra thing, I think you might be late to this party. Okay. And want, you know what I mean? Like, I think there's a gigantic range and often I mm-hmm. will stop. I'll stop couples in the middle and I'll say, hey, do you know what you just said? And they'll say, I said, who are you talking to? I go, yeah, but did you say, who the heck do you think you're talking to? Or did right. you say, hey, um, are you talking to me, the husband that loves and respects you? Right. You know, and, and he'll <laughs> say, I was talking, I was saying the latter and, she, and I'll turn to her and I'll say, what did you hear? She goes, oh, I definitely okay. heard the former. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, mm, mm-hmm. that's a, that's a thing. That's a problem. So,
0: it, I mean, this, this brings something, this is totally diverging a bit from the original topic. And I think we should loop back around um, to talk about that, but it does bring to mind this, I've wanted to point this out to a client of mine and I'm not, and sometimes, you know, I have to pick and choose when I think they're going to be responsive to that feedback. And the thing that I want to point out is, Hey, you know, every time you, you use your partner's name, do you realize the way that it sounds, the tone Mm -hmm. that you use? Mm -hmm. And my husband did it to me the other day where, Oh, I told, I think, no, I didn't tell you this. I was, (laughs) I, I'm thinking uh, about that
1: text I sent. You sent me a question that you knew the answer to because I told you the mm-hmm. answer like four times, and you're like, "What? Yeah. What is the?" You're like, "And what did I type back?"
0: Something, Laura. You you said, blah, blah, Laura, blah, "Laura." Period.
1: Elizabeth. Period. Heck. Period. <laughs> Do you know I how like, that I sounded? Am in
0: Trouble. <laughs> yeah, I knew exactly how it sounded, uh, and my husband does it too. Anytime he actually calls me by my name, I know that he's frustrated. He's irritated. But <clears throat> imagine. That every time your partner uses your name, calls you by your name, it has a tone, it has an irritation. And I'm like, what an awful, I mean, just an absolute awful way to connect when mm. the, the tone that your partner's using whenever they call you by your name is awful. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to point this out to this particular client that I've never heard her refer to her partner in a loving, warm, empathetic, gracious way whenever using his
1: name. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's another really great example of how like the words, words need to be understood and agreed upon. Right. So let's just say your name is uh, Tom, right? Mm -hmm. Like if I call you Tom, that maybe I'm trying to communicate one thing. If I call you Tommy, Mm
0: -hmm. maybe that's
1: something else. Thomas is something else. You know, like I think there's a, there's a thing that we need to be aware of. It makes me think about, um, I, can't, I, I can never remember who wrote this. I think I, I've I decided I invented this, but I don't think I actually did, but it's okay. this idea that we talk about a lot, like the boring neutral. Mm-hmm. Um, and the boring neutral is literally the script. It's just the script as it's written on paper. Um, take any argument you've ever had or any conversation you've ever had and just write it out. Like just mm-hmm, he said, mm-hmm. she said, or she said, she said, whatever it is, then hand it to two different directors. One mm-hmm. director is really good at directing rom-coms. One director is really good at directing, um, you know, like, uh, thrillers or something. Okay. The exact same scene goes differently based on the lens of the person of the person talking. And I think this is where, like, I do this in my office all the time. I'm like, Hey, what if we directed this scene as though it's between two different, two people who loved and respected each other and who really valued each other's opinion. Yeah. Does Tom become Tommy? Like does the ad lib mm-hmm. does Tom or just, or let's say it's a thriller. Does it become Thomas like, or, you know, a hardcore drama or whatever. I think that there's something to be said for checking in with sort of who's directing the scene. Right. Right. And in- right. inside your marriage, you know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but yeah, I think particularly okay. your name, right. Your name is so powerful. Like you ought to, exactly. you ought your name ought to be a term of endearment. Yeah. <laughs> but don't we all have these stories too? Like, I call my daughter by her full name when I'm, when I need her upset. correct her behavior, (laughs) you know? Mm -hmm. So,
0: yeah, we almost never in our household use each other's real names. It is always a nickname. It's always a term of endearment. And so when the real name comes out, you know, that it's, Mm -hmm. that you're in trouble. You Mm -hmm. like your partner's getting your attention. And you're not the only one, by the way, that uses periods to really get my attention. <laughs> Laura, period, Elizabeth, period, heck. Okay. So let me, let me bring this back because I think what you said was interesting and it sort of goes back to the story with the gal at, at the pool who yeah, was frustrated cool. with her husband and for the second or third time interacting with this new person that I don't know very well. She's but I'm venting. assuming she
1: has abs.
0: She has. How did you know she has abs?
1: Cause you she, just told me everyone at the pool has abs, everyone, not just one. Ad, everyone just, at the
0: pool has abs. Yeah. Um, I yeah. So <laughs> I might have a service where I'm going to start painting abs on people who don't have abs. Uh, anywho. I think that's so, called Photoshop. Yeah. The gal at the pool with the great abs venting. I mean, I, one of the things is maybe just imagine yourself with this script and you can say the same words, mm. but you can say it in a different way. And it could yeah. be a lot mm. of like having the choice that you can be internally frustrated. And I think I that it. there's something to be said about venting and feeling like, hey, I've got a lot of pressure building up and I really just need the uh, that emotional support, but also kind of checking in with yourself and and recognizing that you have the ability to read this script in a very different way. And that I script it. could be, boy, I'm like, I'm pretty exasperated. I'm pretty overwhelmed right now. And I kind of feel like I am wanna direct some of that frustration onto my husband. And I, you know, I know that it's probably not the best thing to talk about my husband in this way. And I've already vented to him, to you about him a few times. Um, so maybe I'll just leave it at that. You know, like I'm just, I'm mm. really frustrated today. I do wanna ask your opinion though, how do you feel about venting about your partner to people outside of the relationship?
1: Okay, I'll tell you. Too, I'll tell. You, I'll answer that question. But let me just say, I think that's a really, really great intervention that that you've sort of stumbled onto. Like, I think mm-hmm. even if it's at, if sure, if it's at the pool, great. Um, I think it's a little bit presumptuous, of course, to be like, "Hey, I have this cool intervention." What if you said it in a different way? I mean, you'd have to earn the right to say that through your friendship, but sure. in your in our yeah. offices, for sure. Like, I mean, I don't know why on earth we wouldn't just stop people and go, hey, do me a favor, that thing you just said, say it one more time, but pretend like you're in a Hmm. Mm rom-com and just see, just see if it comes out differently. And then the real question is to the partner who's being spoken to, did you hear it differently? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: You know, because I think when we speak with a different part of our brain or voice, we allow others to listen with a different part of our brain or voice. And that's really what Mm -hmm. we're trying to accomplish, right? Is to let Mm -hmm. people feel... Heard Um, right. and like I don't have to do two things at once. I don't have to defend myself, right, and hear you at the same time, mm-hmm. right? Because if I'm doing yeah. those two things at the same time, I'm almost 100% concentrating on defending myself.
0: Yeah, yeah. which means
1: whatever you're saying is just you know the signal to noise ratio is pretty low.
0: Mm, I think that that right there is kind of like the 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 peak of everything that we're kind of getting at is. If there's something important for you to communicate, try doing it in just a totally different way. Imagine yourself with a script of what you've always said, but this time just try it using a different director. Someone yeah. who's, you know, doing the rom-com or doing a comedy or doing like something maybe dramatic. Like if you have a hard time communicating your needs at all, maybe just try like being dramatic and being like, oh, I'm exhausted from my day. I just need someone to cook for me. And I bet yeah. that if I never communicate my needs, my partner's gonna hear that differently than they ever have before. Totally. And it might be kind of fun.
1: When I talk about um criticism, one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse, I, you know, the antidote for criticism is learn how to ask for what you need. Right. Um, I've Mm -hmm. added a part of it, which is learn how to ask for what you need in a way that your partner can hear. Totally. Like it's, you have to add that second part because you can get really great at saying, Hey Ryan, I really need you to cook for dinner because I get or whatever. And if he can't Mm -hmm. hear that, if he can't hear that, right. Then you need to find another way. And it might even be it's Tuesday. And he goes, oh, yep. Tuesday is the day I cook. You know, like that's the way that he can hear whatever it is. To your other question about how do I feel about venting about your partner? A hundred percent context matters there. Um, Mm. I vent about my partner a lot Mm
0: -hmm. to my
1: therapist. Mm -hmm. And I do it for the purpose of trying to make sense of the dynamic in my home and the role that I can play in trying to shift that dynamic. Um, It is and that's okay. That's a hundred percent. Okay. And that is the right way to vent about your partner. I never yes. vent about my partner to you or to other people who, um, surely glass would say would be, what, what do they call it? Um, an
0: alternative
1: alternative an alternative, because that's mm-hmm. the beginning of, you know, creating a, uh, like a triangulation or a bond that right. doesn't, doesn't help you draw nearer to your primary attachment. And I think, mm-hmm. so uh, venting, I, I think is, it just needs context. Right. And so if you need to, yeah, if you need to vent because you're unhappy or or unsatisfied or rather let's put it this way, if you're unhappy or unsatisfied and venting will help you draw near, it's Mm -hmm. really about finding the appropriate context for that.
0: Okay. So that, that's what you just said is, is venting going to allow you to draw near is venting like venting with your therapist where your therapist starts to point out some blind spots. Hey, have you considered, you know, this, this and this? Because if you had considered that, I bet you probably would feel differently or more empathetic towards your partner. Boom. Sure. I draw nearer to my partner. The other yeah. one that we haven't. So you, you let's see here, a positive alternative. A new, uh, and I forget the terminology, but it's basically if you're venting to someone like, let's say a, a hot coworker, that's kind of oh, going the barista, back to, Yeah.
1: Or whatever. Like or, the, yeah. or the guy and from work like, that man, we. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, last week.
0: B- last episode so you got your hot coworker and now you're venting to your hot coworker about your partner um you know maybe your coworker brings these amazing lunches to to work and you're like oh my gosh my husband so never good. cooks exactly my partner <laughs> never cooks he's never picked a you know a kitchen tool up in his life then you're going down that slippery slope the other thing that we've talked about is if you are going to vent, vent to a friend of the marriage. So if you are I like that one. Right? Like you're talking to our mutual friend, you know that he is a friend of the marriage and that he's going to hold space for you and say, Boy, that really sucks. I'm sorry that you're struggling with that. But he's also not going to put down your wife and say, Man, you know, I think it's probably time to ditch her and go for somebody totally. Go go find yourself a younger model. She
1: sucks. Have you thought, Yeah, yeah, totally. Reminds me of Ben's old song.
0: um, Which makes me think that perhaps the reason why this gal has vented to me is that maybe she finds me to be someone that's safe. That might be, um, Mm -hmm. you know,
1: Sweet.
0: oh, that's good. Yeah. Just bring it back to me, Zach.
1: (laughs) No, it is sweet. I think that you are safe. Um, Mm. And I didn't bring it back to you. You did. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I think that you're, I think that that's exactly right. Like she, you know, uh, I, I know for sure that in a, in a social setting, in a public setting that you are warm and approachable. And I'm sure she gathered that as well. And it's Mm. a good thing that she's doing that um, in the sort of uh, safety of that moment versus, you know, all the other options that she had to choose from. So,
0: yeah. All right. Well, let's, uh, boy, we bounced around listeners. I hope that out of all of the things that we were talking about today, that you found something, some nugget that maybe you can use in your relationship, whether it be, you know, like choosing to play a scene out with a different director, using a different tone, paying attention to whether or not you're venting, um, or talking poorly about your partner, the impact that that might have on the relationship. What else do we cover?
1: Well, ultimately words matter. Right. And mm-hmm. I think, the the text themselves the text itself is important and we need to pay attention but more important is the context i think is the is Hmm. the main the main takeaway for me anyway okay
0: well let's land this plane what do you say
1: okay see you later
0: Bye. bye Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. And sometimes I like to throw in at the very end a dad joke just to see if uh, if my buddy Zach is ever listening to these episodes. Hey, what did the fisherman say to the magician? Pick a cat, any cat. Hey, if you are looking for some support, maybe it feels like a good time for you to start therapy or get back into therapy. I have heard from a lot of people recently that it is very difficult to get into their normal therapist; they are booked out for months. That is no joke. Zach and I are very busy. That is why we have partnered with BetterHelp. If you haven't gone to BetterHelp.com forward slash MTR yet, just check it out. It is a really amazing way to connect with a therapist virtually and communicate with them in the way that you want to, whether it be through messaging, video conferencing, telephone, the matching process is quick and thorough. And uh, we really believe in this service to be able to offer to all of our national and international clients. So check out trybetterhelp.com forward slash MTR. Thanks for all of your time and attention, making your relationship better today than it was yesterday.